Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Mr. Davis, a humbled Mr. Davis, freshly shaved Mr. Davis, and I'm joined by the man who is increasingly becoming my twin, Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. Fresh after four days off of work. The pair of us fresh after four days off of work. How the devil are you? Yeah, good. I had my eyebrows drawn on at the weekend so as to not scare children when we went to the pub. And yeah, it's I'm 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 getting used to the new look. I I wish my eyebrows were there. I think they're the they're still the the big missing thing, but overall oh, yeah. being being bald isn't as scary as I thought it was for the, you know, the last 15 years of my life. Oh, I mean, I had the same thing when I, I finally took the plunge and shaved my hair off, uh, you know, which had been sort of recommended to me by several people, including Barbara. Um, but like I was saying to to my wife over the weekend, it's a really good job that we did extend the goal and got Ollie to shave his eyebrows. Because if it had just been the hair, it'd have been rubbish because he looks really good with it. Like he looks absolutely fine, like with a shaved head. So I'm glad we got the eyebrows as well, because otherwise it would have been a really bad reveal to be like, oh, look, we reached the target. Show that oh, it actually looks fine. Yeah. Just we'll, he's going to we'll do that. Move on then. <laughs> he's going to do that thing he was going to do anyway. That's why <laughs> uh, That's why I had the three days of Hitachi. Is that what? Hitachi. Hitachi was a television manufacturer, right? Yeah. It's a car. Yeah. It? Am I thinking of Hyundai? It's a, but yeah, hey, 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 Hatchy is what you, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Hatchy is what you're thinking of. That's why I had the split hair look for a few days to, to guarantee I would look stupid for at least a period. But no, no, well done, everybody. Made me shave off my eyebrows. Extended that period for a couple of weeks. But more importantly, how was the pub? Yes. Yeah, it was good. I tell you what, though, I am my constitution does not handle five pints. 
Not even with food. <laughs> Dude, it never did. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, now it can't handle five pints. You never could handle five pints. So I once had five pints of Guinness from the hours of 7pm to 10.30pm after work in a pub. Silly. And I was, I, I felt amazing the next day. And my brain has taken that and gone, no, 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 that's, that's your benchmark. And really, that seems to have been a massive outlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I'm, I'm, I'm still shocked when I get hung over after five drinks. But yeah, no, it was really nice. Saw some friends. Uh, it took 40. This was good. It took 45 minutes for our friends drinks to arrive because, you know, it's all table service. You order through the app and that like we were ordering after them. Our drinks were arriving before them. It was getting tense, which made it very funny. But, you know, like our friends weren't playing. They wanted mm. their drinks. Now it was hot. And they were just in the middle of complaining to the manager who had come over to our table. And a waiter came over, tripped with their drinks. No. (laughs) (laughs) And unfortunately, did did cover my lady partner in alcohol. But all all the better for it. It was very funny. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was great to see people. How was Ikea? Uh, Do you know what? Quiet. That might be because I went there like... As the doors were opening, I was like pretty much there. Like I was there like, you know, seven minutes after the the place had opened on a Friday. And um, I was a bit like frazzled because I'd got it into my head that the longer I was there, the longer it will be for me to like escape the place. Because like the longer I'm there, the busier it's going to get. And like within about half an hour of me being there, it was starting to get quite busy. And so I was starting to get panicked. I was like, oh, no, what if I'm going to be like queuing to get out of the car park and things like that? Because you hear those horror stories of Ikea and whatnot. So I kind of got myself a bit frazzled. So I found myself like frantically running around the warehouse, like trying to get the bits that I needed. And like, like supermarket I... sweep. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got this. Um, I mean, I'll try and see if I can angle this round to show you. I can't quite. You see like oh, that little the new look office. There? Oh, like that sort of blue unit at the end there. It's like, yes. a, it's like a locker, basically, that uh, my wife is going to be using for all of her important documents for, for her work and stuff. It's not really for me. Um, but like I had to get that, but I wasn't I couldn't just pick that up from the warehouse bit. I had to order that and pick it up at a collection point. And I was getting these chairs and the chairs are their modular chairs. So they have backs, they have uh, legs and they've got arms but they all are sold in like, it's like three separate things. So they're in three different areas. So the guy was like, right, well, I've got five backs, six legs, but only one set of arms. Uh-oh. And he's like, so if I were you, I'd get around there really quick. Otherwise you, you may not get the arms that, uh, because someone else might snap those up. So that put me into a bit of a panic. So that put me into a it bit of a It was an arms race. It really, okay, it literally was. I just, and I got myself all frazzled for pretty much no reason. And and I got there and then I, I queued up and it took me a little while to queue up and get around to the till. And then the lady said to me, it was like, oh, you've only got one of the things. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a modular thing. Like, I, I get mm. that. It's like, no, she goes for the legs. They come in two separate boxes. So oh, no. you see here it says one. You need to get the oh, two. No. So I was like, oh, no. So she's like, just put your trolley over there. Go and get those. Rejoin the queue. And then you can come pick up the trolley thing again. So I did that. And I paid for my collection points. And then I said to the woman, where's the collection point? And she's like, you need to go outside in order to get to the collection point. 
So I take my trolley outside. Bearing in mind as well, I've got a Billy bookcase that's two meters tall. So like it's a two meter long box. And I, I get outside and there's this enormous queue. Like snaking. It's the worst like, nightmare. And I was like, oh no. And I said to a, a woman that was in the queue, I was like, is this the collection point queue? And she goes, oh, I don't know. I'm just here to return. <laughs> and I was like, brilliant. It's the returns queue. Awesome. And so then like, I went up but there was only one queue that I could join to get into that place. So then I went back inside and the guy was like, whoa, whoa, can't come in this way. And I was like, no, 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 I'm just trying to get to the collection point. And he was like, okay, well, you need to go outside. And I was like, yeah, but there's this big long queue there. And so he kind of sort of like a little bit sheepish. He was like, all right, just sort of jump in through here then. He sort of like, let me just jump through because the collection point only had one person in the queue. You had to join the returned queue in order to get to that point. What? I know, right? So I did that. And then I also wanted to get like a smart lock thing for my wife's important documents. And turns out you can't get that in the warehouse. The only place you can get that is inside oh, the store. So I to... You have <laughs> bundled this journey. The way you were talking about it last week was as if you mapped it out to pinpoint accuracy. Oh, I had. I absolutely had. But like then the machines weren't working. I've like I've skipped over certain parts of the stories about like how I got myself frazzled. Like this is the I, abridged version. This is the abridged version. Thankfully, I had Pete and Tempest reviewing SmackDown to kind of like keep me a bit sane uh, doing this, or reviewing NXT rather to kind of keep me a bit sane because um, I listen to my own products. And uh, so then I ran around the store and I got the thing, got back home, started to build everything, built the Billy bookcase. That was all fine. Uh, built the I went to go build the chairs. Turns out I bought the wrong smegging chairs. Oh no, Luke. Because it turns out, I discovered that the modular side of these chairs <laughs> means that some chairs have wheels and some chairs don't. So when I brought it up onto the machine and said, where is this? He told me where it was. But what I'd actually found was the legless, uh, was the wheelless version. So on Monday, I had to drive another <sighs> 90 sting. minutes. I had to drive. I, I had a proper temper tantrum. I had a proper like little paddy about this. My wife told me to like calm down and grow up. And she was right. And um because <laughs> I grow like... up. That is terrible <laughs> advice to someone in the midst of a temper tantrum. Why don't, you, um, why don't you stop having the irrational temper tantrum? <laughs> don't you understand the mood <laughs> I'm in? I threw my Allen key on the ground. I was so annoyed. I was like, I've got to go back there now. It's a 90-minute drive there and a 90-minute drive back. Just to go and get like different legs because I got it wrong and I'd made the mistake. I was like, I'm wrong here. This isn't Ikea's fault. This isn't your fault. This isn't the car's fault. It's not Croydon's fault. This is my fault. And that just really annoys me because now I've got to sacrifice three hours of my day off, another day off, to go back to that stupid place so I can go get the right stupid thing that I meant to buy in the stupid first place. Well, there's your first mistake, is that you've you've taken responsibility for your actions. I think you would have felt a lot better if you just started ranting at Ikea and then mm. somehow redirected that anger at your wife and somehow start... Well, you, you know, you were forcing me to get home quicker. You know, it's a lot... I find it's a lot nicer to not blame yourself and be self-conscious of your own actions. Mm. But that's Maybe. just me. That's just you. Um, we've massively run over here. Anyway, long story short, I got the wheels uh, and everyone had a great time. And um, yeah, I had, I had a nice barbecue over the weekend. It was lovely. Um, right, let's get on with the Raw review itself. We're going to have a very short outro. Here is the show. 
hopefully Slapjack and Mace are going to be no more, because both of them have been unmasked to probably reveal Sabretooth Tiger and Porcupine. I'm Mr. Davis. No, I don't have eyebrows still. I thought they would have grown back a lot more by now. I've had to readjust all of the filming setups, by the way, because there's no hair to cater for anymore. This camera what is, is... Well, the camera was pointing up to usually accommodate for more hair. Oh, the, I see. The, the news camera had to be... I had to be stood in a completely different position to get all the hair in. I didn't know it'd be that much of a big deal. And I'm joined by lukewarm Lou Cohen. I am surprised you thought your eyebrows would be back. Like we all said, and you yourself said in your research, it would take like, you know, four to five weeks to come back. So you were like, oh, two days. And they'll be like fully bushy again. Yeah. Like, I think that was quite an overestimate. That's quite, that was, that was, uh, what's the word I'm after? Um, I don't know. Optimistic is the word I'm after. It was optimistic of you. It's just, I think everybody always thinks, but maybe I'm the one. You know, when you see people, <laughs> when you see people chowing down powdered cinnamon, and you're like, mm. "But maybe I oh, could." Yeah. Oh, eat dude, the I've cinnamon. been that person. I was that person because I when know. I did the cinnamon challenge on an old uh, YouTube video because I was a reckless <laughs> twenty year old. Um, I, uh, I, I was like, I mean, yeah, you can't do it, but it's only cinnamon. I could definitely do this. It's dead easy. I could not do it. Um, Scott Simmons has got a very important question. Uh, is Luke or Ollie on the right or left? Great question. Uh, it's just to make sure I'm on the left. Yes, I am Luke Owen, and I'm joined by Mr. Davis. Uh, right, so let's talk about last night's episode of Raw. Of course, get all your hyperchats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. And we're kicking off with probably like one of the better things to happen in WWE on Monday nights for the last four weeks. Not because it's good just because it's not terrible. And that is retribution. Been a thing since last summer. It was crap. It always was crap. Even the people who liked it surely have to admit that WWE never did anything with them. The names were stupid. The looks were goofy. The angles were undermined in the long run. But here we have Mace and Slapjack. No, T-Bar. T-Bar, who attacked Drew McIntyre at the end of last week's episode. We thought, oh, they're going to join with the Hurt Business. MVP has said unequivocally they are in no way affiliated with the Hurt Business. Bobby Lashley's the boss. He's already downsized the Hurt Business. I'm very confused about the power structure in that faction because I always thought it was MVP calling the shots. Yeah, but he's the, he's the almighty Bobby Lashley. So, of course, he's going to be the one who's making the hiring and firing decisions. MVP, like, I don't know what, I don't think he serves much of a role in the business side of things. If if Bubbles is the person who is doing pretty much all the legwork, like literally in ring and out of it. Because of the cane. Because Drew hmm. McIntyre came out at the start of this episode and was like, I want to chat to... To, to MVP specifically, because this has his fingerprints all over it. Of course, it was MVP who cut the deal to get Lashley to attack Drew McIntyre so the Miz could cash in. So, yeah, it fits within the pattern of behavior. Baron Corbin as well. Uh, and I think I can't remember what side I came down on or you last week because I was just so dejected by the entire miserable experience. Were the, what did I think retribution were affiliated with the hurt business? I think I probably no. said yes, and you said no. 
I, 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 can't, I don't think you did. I think we've just said that like this is just a Baron Corbin situation. It's the WWE clearly didn't believe that Cedric or um, Shelton could realistically beat up Drew McIntyre. So they've had to add some big lads in there, like Baron Corbin and the lads from Retribution, to like make this more <clears throat> believable. Or it's just a case, as it's probably more likely, they're just making it up as they go along. So it doesn't actually matter. There's nothing that really has a point. Nothing is really there to make sense because they're just making it up as they go along. It's content. Hmm. Yeah. You've got three hours yeah. every week. You've got to well, put got something, to something on. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could you could do Braun Strowman versus Randy Orton or scrap that and just go into a completely different feud and scrap off all of your uh, Riddle Sheamus plans, which we'll get into when we get to that segment. I've got to be honest, though. I'm glad we got Autumn versus Riddle over Autumn versus Strowman. Sometimes plans change in a for the better. Do you remember when we got Kurt Angle <laughs> in the Shield? Do you remember oh, when yeah. we got AJ Styles versus Finn Balor instead of Bray Wyatt in drag? Yeah, but like there was a point in your review when you said a first time ever match between Randy and Braun. I was like, bollocks, is that a first time ever match? That's I feel like I've seen that match a thousand times. That's never a first time match. That's what the social media accounts said, Luke. Are you accusing WWE's social media accounts of potentially overhyping a matchup? Well, I mean, let's not say, yeah, I mean, I was about to say social media accounts, but the commentators also did not know who uh, T-Bar and um, Mace were after they'd been unmasked, despite the fact that one of them used to commentate with them. And Mustafa Ali on Raw Talk said <laughs> it was Dominic Dijak and it was Dio Madden. Well, you know, when people said it was like, oh, the reason why you don't get storylines is because you don't watch Raw Talk. I don't think WWE watched Raw Talk because Mustafa Ali told us on Raw Talk that's who they were. But WWE just what they think we're thick and that we don't pay attention. That it doesn't matter. Like, just tell them it's it's not the lad from Raw Underground now. It's not Dabakato anymore. He's Colonel Aziz or whatever his name is. Because you're stupid and you'll just believe what we tell you. Yes, and gobble it down, we will. So Drew set up this thing with MVP. MVP was like, well, nothing to do with us. Although he was, you know, sort of watching stuff from backstage later. It, it alluded that there were bigger plans in place on the part of MVP and Lashley. Lashley wasn't on this show at all, by the way. Neither was The Fiend, neither was AJ Styles, neither was Amos. It was boring. It was a boring mm. show. A uh, lot, lot of big names missing. Who knows? You know, I think we can all probably make assumptions, but maybe Ooh, it's also so could be WrestleMania time off. I believe the Amos thing is because he's not cleared to wrestle. That So, like, after WrestleMania, he wasn't cleared for in-ring competition. That's what Sean was saying on the Fightful podcast. From... From what? The, From all, what the in ring, all the in-ring work he did at WrestleMania. He didn't take a bump. Yeah, Everyone else took the bumps. Exactly. So he's not cleared to wrestle. So that's why they're not on TV at the moment. That's what Sean said. Okay. Well, you know, just have AJ Styles wrestle singles matches and have him outside. Oh, you and mean like what they were doing before WrestleMania? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... Then, then later on, uh, sorry, no, in that opening segment, T-Bar and Mace attacked Drew McIntyre. They walked past MVP as like, we've never seen you before. You know, they didn't acknowledge each other. And then Drew, oh no, before that, T-Bar and Mace cut this goddamn awful, stupid, ridiculous promo. You know, it's not awful. 
It's just so lame. They started talking back and forth to Kevin Patrick, whatever his name is, as soon as they got backstage. And they were like, porcupines, hedgehogs, you know, just listing animals. And I was like, what? Are these the rejected names for retribution? What? Why are they saying this? And then I think May said, saber-toothed tigers. And T-Bar went, yes, they're extinct. And that's what we're going to do to Drew McIntyre. Did you remember Colt Cabana's old Worst Wrestling Promo Ever series? Yeah, yeah, It yeah. was like that, but yeah, done for reelses. Garbage stuff. I, li- I mean, I wrote in my notes here, they talk about their favorite animals, because that's what I thought the point of the promo was. And then when they made like the saber-toothed tiger, yeah, they're extinct. Like, I what I now want is I want to see the backstage segments where those two came up with this promo idea, where they're like, yeah, I'll say this, and then you say this, and then I'll say saber-toothed tigers, and that will set up you to go, ah, who are extinct. Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll make us look really badass. I did, yeah, unless they're going to be called like Extinction or have this associated with their new gimmicks, who knows? Because what happened later was Drew asked Adam Pierce for a two on one match. Adam Pierce was like, You can't do that. You need a tag team partner. I'm like, what? Like in all the Miz and Morrison matches he had just a couple of months ago. So like Drew Damian has the Priest match. Last week. Yeah. Literally yeah. on this show, Damien Priest had a handicap match. So Drew has the match. T-Bar and Mace, you know, just sort of equate to one person. I didn't know Drew was worked over, but I wouldn't say that they absolutely annihilated him. A terrible job in getting over these two big guys as a threat. Uh, And they, of course, got disqualified because they were beating up McIntyre too much, which wasn't even that much. Like, I think if you're going to do the DQ finish in WWE nowadays, you have to, like, use a weapon, use, like, a really prolonged beatdown. You can't just do, oh, but they didn't break the count with both in the ring at the same time for five seconds, because that's every single tag match. Oh, I know. And, like, and so, really, we can cut this very, very short and give the real highlights here, the real, like, the headlines that you need to know, which is the handicap match ended in DQ because Retribution kicked too much ass. So Braun came down for the save. A tag match was made, and then Drew got DQ'd for kicking too much ass in the tag match. So we had literally 50-50 bookings in, a ta- in, like, in DQs. This was woefully bad storytelling. And usually the reason you do a DQ and a restart right away is to give the fans or viewers an actual finish after that. You don't, you don't always, you don't, it's quite rare to do a DQ followed up with a DQ because that's just the most blue bollocks booking you can do. Not that, yeah. not that anyone actually cares by this point with Raw. Not that any goddamn thing on this show means anything. But, you know, that's just pretend because we're here. Let's pretend it does. You give people an actual finish here. What happened was Drew took off Mace's mask. And I think because did he hit him with the mask and that was a DQ. And I actually I can't see what McIntyre did that warranted a disqualification. I thought he was just kicking too much ass. Like I thought he got DQ'd for the same reason that the other lads got DQ'd in the first match. But it was the point of the match where everyone gets in the ring anyway. Was yeah, the mask know, all like, of a sudden a, a, like a foreign I object because it was taken know. off of their head? Probably. It then becomes a chair. 
there are so many layers of crap for, for Raw. Like, you just think, oh, no, this is the bad thing. But actually, there are so many layers of inconsistencies, laziness, terrible characters. Why was Braun Strowman there? I'm pretty sure Drew dunked on Braun Strowman in the opening promo. But again, it's a case of stuff being driven by what we need right now because we've booked a thing. Oh, no, we've booked a thing. How are we going to get out of the thing we've booked? I don't know. Maybe think about the thing you're booking in the first place. No, no, no. Braun's in it now. But And it's not driven by character. Like there's yeah. no, and that's why you get so much like, that's one of the main reasons why nothing means anything anymore. Because oh God, it's not so driven by motivation. Like Charlotte, yeah. sure, she's so much better as a heel now. I'm glad that's a thing. But wouldn't it, wouldn't it be much better if that was some way informed by everything that happened before? Oh, yeah. But like, like there's so much in this company that just means nothing. Like Riddle getting destroyed by Bobby Lashley last week meant nothing. Which means that Riddle losing to Sheamus meant nothing. And like then Riddle then beating Randy Orton this week pretty much means nothing as well because we're just making this up as we go along. So like nothing ever means anything. So nothing ever matters. And no one could ever possibly care. Like it is just and like and then you got people be like, oh well, this you know, and this is why viewership drops. Like it's just dropped over the years. Like do you remember like there's and Sean actually reminded me of this. Um, a Triple H cut that promo like where he was joking with the fans about like, oh, me and my friend Mark decided that we're not going to watch this show anymore. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Well, guess what, Triple H? They're not watching anymore. <laughs> like that was when you had five million people watching. Now you can barely get one and a half. Like I was just reading an old Observer where nearly 10 million people watched a segment on Raw. 10 million people. And they've just systematically driven those people away with a product that means nothing. And now what, like, because why get invested in anything on this show? Because at the end of the day, you're just going to get DQ finishes that just do nothing for anyone. Like, how has this furthered the storyline? Has this furthered the character of Drew McIntyre? Has this furthered the characters of Dio Madden and, and the other one? Has this furthered Braun Strowman? Absolutely not. Has this done anything for Bobby Lashley or the feud at bloody WrestleMania? Backlash? No, it hasn't. It did absolutely nothing for anyone. And even if it did, because I would argue, I know what people are going to say right now. Well, the whole video, this video is called WWE Drop Retribution Gimmicks. Surely after uh, Mace's mask being taken off, then uh, Braun Strowman took off T-Bar's masks. Now they are unmasked. Now it's like, oh, okay, that is a new character direction. That is something that's happened. Well, I think both of us would say to those people who are misguidingly excited <laughs> that who cares? Because it's not going to pay off in anything. I think it's quite clear WWE do not see anything in these people, which is inexplicable because they're really big. And we usually thought that's McMahon's thing. Plus, I mean, I hate to say it because I, I'm not usually one who criticizes individual performers. You know, I take the company to task in the booking all day long but i was not impressed by mace dio madden in this match i thought he was very ropey and i don't usually pick up on that stuff so for me to pick up on it like there was one spot where he like drew had to headbutt him off the apron i was like oh god that looks embarrassingly bad so i i, I got nothing's gonna come from this is what i'm saying we've got oh, we've, yeah. we've seemingly got a new repackaging of Mason T-Bar here. Hopefully they get away from those god-awful names. But I don't think it doesn't will. matter. Yeah. You think they're going to be called that? I think, I think there'll still be T-Bar and Mace. 
Because like, what would be the point of changing their names back? If anything, actually, changing the name back to Dio Madden would just add even further confusion as to why the commentators don't know who he is. Because, mm. Guy, you were literally <laughs> commentating with him. A few, we've all seen the video of him being F5'd through the table by Brock Lesnar. Like, we've we've seen that happen. We know who Dijak is because we've watched NXT. And we've been told that that's who they are. So yeah, if he then like shows up and be like, my name is now Dio Madden and Corey Graves is that goes like well this is a shocking revelation i was like well you're an idiot then because he's literally been sat next to you for a while some kind of dio madden life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's yeah. see what you all think on the uh, on the hyper chats. Get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them. Leon Quashy, look at poor Mr. Davis. Reviewing Raw has made him lose his hair and his eyebrows. Yeah, pulling it out. Uh, with that retribution promo and all of the women's tag, I would not have been surprised if this Raw was given a one out of five. What a streak Raw is on. The streak there, this is me adding, uh, being like a streak on your underpants of mm. uh, human feces. Yeah, I gave it two out of five in the end, but that's only because the bar has been set so low by the oh, preceding yeah. three weeks. I'll, I'll be honest. like, And there's a comment that was left on our community tab that was like, I mean, given the last couple of weeks of uh, product, this was a masterpiece. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> this was a much better show. Still real bad, but like, at least it was only boring. Nicholas Lama, just hoping that T-Bar and Mace are done with their masks after that match. The Mandy Dana Brooke moment during the women's tag match made me chug a full glass of whiskey, and I don't even like whiskey. This is what WWE does to me. 
Why? That's my gimmick now. Michael Des. First, I want to say you guys are great, always entertaining. Do you think WWE is starting to have a WWE look issue? Like, why does it seem you can't be big and no definition, Keith Lee, or smaller, Ricochet, hold the world title? Jam that jam. That's not a recent thing. No. Vince has always been a body guy. Like, there's a reason why Ultimate Warrior was a WWF champion and Mr. Perfect was not. It's because the Ultimate Warrior looked like the Ultimate Warrior. Like, he has always, but always been a body guy. Anthony Velasquez, another bad week of Raw. Here is some money for you guys for having to watch this awful show. Thank you, much appreciated. Dean Breton, the way Bliss spoke about bullies and Flair's actions made me think the direction is a feud after Backlash. I'm not against it, but let's hope Flair doesn't win with one natural selection. After this, I hope they move Flair to SmackDown and Bailey to Raw. That's not a bad little shake-up, but I think Bliss and Flair is where this company is just very excited to get to. Um, Mactiv247, why, why, why at this point are we all puppets to the Puppet Master Vince? He has us watching Bull S-Word every week. I can't comprehend that Raw and SmackDown are meant to have the same writers and we get this for the flagship show. Well, I suppose that means that I I guess Raw is no longer the flagship show. I mean, SmackDown does get the better ratings marginally. Yeah, but USA Network are over the moon about that. Benjamin Cross, do you think Riddle is getting a three-week push, or is it 50-50 booking next week? Oh, yeah, like Randy's got to get his win back. Like, can't get it. Can't get a momentum off of something. We'll get on to that shortly in the full review. Bazo Banks, no joke, when I saw Mandy and Dana come out, I turned off Raw and watched Banks Belair on repeat for the rest of the show. Tired of seeing Shayna look stupid when just two years ago she was the topic of conversation in NXT. Now she's taking three-minute pins. F off. Matthew Howard, hi chaps, first time ultra chatter. What are your thoughts what you what you thoughts were on why you think Raw so much worse than SmackDown, given that they are the same creative team. I wonder if they have fallen out with the USA Network and are intentionally producing a bad product. Oh, Matthew Howard, they think this is good. Make no mistake about it. They think this is good. They're not putting on a bad show on purpose. There's no like greater conspiracy here that this is some sort of genius move. It's like when people say like, oh, Andrew... Retribution, you're not seeing the actual subtleties. It's a real dig at Antifa and things like No, they just think it's good. They think this is a great product and we should be very happy that we're watching it. I would also point to WWE has a very carny attitude to any promotion. It's just secure any sort of company. It's just secured a long term deal with. So if you just signed a very big money deal with WWE, they'll crap on you. As soon as as soon as it starts, and they'll only start to show interest again when it's near the expiration date. Peacock premiums in the bag. All right, we can give up on that then. Let's focus on Fox. Uh, and I'll just do this last one for now. Uh, we'll get to the rest at the end of the review. The bad one, Ryan B. Bad. Skipped Raw last night because to quote Mandy and Dana, it's not worth it. Send a message. Ryan. Send a message. Sometimes it's better than the not watching. And before we get on with the full review, there was a video you wanted to show me. 
Well, yeah. So, I mean, you and I have had a bit of like, we've been struggling with Raw as of late, right? Like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was like, I'd much rather talk about something else. Well, I do my own podcast where I review a TV show from the 90s called Games Master. Uh, it was ran from 92 through to about 98. And it was a video game show where kids would go on, they would take challenges from this sort of like omnipotent being called the Games Master. And if you won, you would win a Games Master golden joystick. But they also had celebrity challenges on there. So they had like pop stars and sportsmen, things like that. Um, and I've recently reviewed an episode where the celebrity guest was Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. And it's Macho Man Randy Savage playing uh, a game on the Mega CD or the Sega CD as it was in the US. So I thought that I would just entertain us all by a little trip down memory and also to see when wrestlers were like genuine stars. Although this is like 1990, it's like late 1993, so Macho's like a commentary at this point. But yeah, I thought you might enjoy uh, Macho Man Randy Savage on Games Master. Right, it's time for our celebrity challenge. It's going to be a bit of a mad one, this. Right, please give a big WWF star welcome to Macho Man Randy Savage! Let's have a word with Randy. Randy, now in between bashing heads, do you get much time to play computer games? Let me tell you something. I'm going to win the challenge. Not only am I going to win, but I'm going to win big. Yeah, because that's where the macho man does it. Go on, give him a cheer! Okay, well, let's go to the Games Master, see what the challenge is going to be. For my celebrity challenge, I've selected the WrestleFest Rage in the Cage for the Sega Mega CD. Dave, Randy Savage, what are his chances? Well, I've seen the WWF and I'm not too convinced. I want to tell Randy and all the WWF here on Games Master we do it for real. And he's going to have to be on top of his form if he's going to beat Bertha because he'll get crushed because she's playing his nemesis, Crush, in the uh, ring. Yeah, what's it's going to be a good, good, good challenge. Good. And it's Crush's energy yeah, bar going down. Crush's not moving. You coward. I didn't get beat, I got whooped, Bertha. Congratulations right there. I want to ask you a question. Uh, in the future, if I have to go against Yokozuna and Crush, will you be my tag team partner? Of course. Sounds like a great offer. Together, who will be the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, sky's the limit, space is the place, Bertha and the Macho Man. That's a fun, right? <laughs> That's a promo guy. What was he? <laughs> Say again. It's interesting. It's interesting how you can have like you know wrestling promos can make no sense content wise. Similar to Retribution's promo backstage after the Drew McIntyre beatdown bit, but it does. If you've got enough charisma, you can get it over. He just yeah. said nouns. 
Oh yeah, he just, and as long as they rhymed, it was fine. Space is the place, funky like a monkey. Doesn't that means nothing? <laughs> like I was, and I was there, and this big smile on my face, and I was watching you, and you had this. Every time the Macho Man talked, you had this big grin just go across your face, like, <laughs> oh, that's very entertaining. <laughs> yes, where can people listen to you talk about that that show? Uh, so that is under consultation. If you search for Games Master in uh, your podcast feeds, you'll find us because um, mm. it's quite hard to search for because we managed to pick a name that's very difficult to search for. Um, we're on Twitter at under console pod. And yeah, it was, it was a, we had a fun old time reviewing that episode. Well, uh, as much as we would all like to just watch that clip on repeat, we should probably get to this episode of Raw. Uh, that just well, we've already done the opening Drew McIntyre promo, but when is it? I f- can't believe I've forgotten this guy's name. Venk Venkman. <laughs> Adnan, I, I've forgotten it as well. Adnan, Adnan Venkman. Adnan Verk, <laughs> whatever he is, the new lead play-by-play guy. Oh, like I said, I don't like like you know, criticizing individual people for their actual talent. He is not very engaging. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, I just think that he's, he already sounds like Tom Phillips, who already sounded like Michael Cole, who already sounded like Rich Brennan. He's, who already he's sounded- worse. He, he, I think he's, I think he's markedly worse. He'll you know, give it three months and he'll be gone. And Tom Phillips yeah. will just be back and we'll just have another reshuffle of this. I give him until SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the Drew McIntyre promo after that. Then we got Viking Raiders versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin already in the ring. Wait, boof, boof, boof. I've watched. I've, I've suddenly accidentally gotten up last week's Raw. Nope. It's the same thing. Viking Raiders come down. They have decent in-ring action, of course. Look at the talent there. But they, they won with... The Viking Express. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I mean, like, here here we go. Like, it was a case of, I was looking at the first, I was like, well, either um, Cedric and Shelton win, and it's 50-50 booking, and that is bad, or the Viking Raiders win, and nothing is achieved, and my time is wasted. Neither are good options. But when you've got such a, like, a shallow, like, tag Mm. team pool, you do end up just having the same matches every week, because, like, I mean, who else are the Viking Raiders going to have a match with? Like, who else is New in Day. the tag team division? But yeah, but then, like, but then what do you do the week after that? Like, they've only got so many tag Cedric teams. Alexander and Shelton again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose it would have given us a week break. But then we then you had to repeat the Kofi Elias stuff later on in this show. Mm-hmm. So they were tied up, I guess. Um, I will share this story because this just reminded me. So it's a lot easier to watch Raw uh in this country of course we've got bd sport but uh we we that early in the morning it's it's probably easier to use a you know a naughty link and i was i was watching it and i was speeding through lots of pop-ups on these naughty links and my lady partner had left for an exercise class and then she came back and she said oh how how's the wrestling? And I turned around and I was telling her how bad it was. And then she went, "Why is there so much porn on your screen?" <laughs> and I looked round, and a pop up had opened. Of like, there was no subtlety about this. It was just a lot of full on pornography, hardcore oh, wow. 
Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, that put me in a very awkward position <laughs> because it did just look like she had left and I was just watching a lot of porn. Yeah, just like, well, yeah. you know what, this show is pretty boring. So, And this was the one time I wasn't watching porn. <laughs> my um, my wife... My wife um, came into the room and just so was like, oh, you know, how's it going? How's, are you enjoying watching the show? And I was like, yeah, not really. And she came in just as the DQ happened in that second tag match. And I literally was just like, so I had my, obviously I've got my my earbud in and I'm just chatting away with her. And then I look and I just heard the the match end and I literally was like, are you joking me? Like I literally, Billy and Kay, like, are you actually kidding me? And she was like, I'll, I'll just leave you to it. I'll just, I'll, I'll come back later. The rage room to watch that then. After the tag match, we had Randy Orton ke- telling Kevin Patrick, we'll never see The Fiend again. And then Riddle interrupted him by scooting round him, wanting to form an RK bro team. I actually, you know, I th- the Riddle character is not for me. But I must say, I'd be lying if this didn't get a chuckle out of me. And I think it might be the tandem of Orton and Riddle. So it's mm. a similar tandem to Pete Dunham Riddle. There's something yeah. about the straight man, odd man that kind of makes it work. And I've, I wouldn't mind an RK bro team. And I'll be honest with you, like I, I really liked Randy in all of this when he then mm. goes up to not general manager Adam Pearce and was just like, look, I don't know who he is. I don't know what his name is, but he's the guy with the long blonde hair who rides around a scooter. I want to <laughs> match with him. Because I'm like, that totally fits in with the Randy Orton character. I'm just like, well, you're new. You weren't here in 2006. Ergo, I don't know who you are. <laughs> so, I, know, I was I the United States that. champion. Was yeah, the United Randy States or- champion up until last or- week. Randy doesn't care about that. If Randy Orton's not involved in it, like the character of Randy Orton, if it's not a storyline mm-hmm. he's if it's a storyline he's not involved in, he's not paying attention. So it, it totally made sense to me that he would not know who Riddle is. Charlotte came out to cut a promo, uh exactly the same. A, lo- a lot of the promos on this show, much like the matches, were the exact same as stuff the previous oh, yeah. week. So she mm-hmm. she did the same spiel, but they changed it up a bit. And the the rest of the segment played out entirely designed to stop Asuka speaking. Because I can just feel like when they sit down to write these segments, they're like, but we can't have Asuka speak. She's not English. So Charlotte did a bit. Asuka came out, was about to speak. Rhea interrupted her. Charlotte kept on like telling Asuka to stop speaking. Asuka breaks and screams the word bitch. That's your main event, Asuka versus yeah. Flair. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but then we did get Randy versus Riddle. And I like, the. I can't believe I'm saying it. Maybe Raw's broken me. I enjoyed their interaction before. I thought the match was really good too. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I really enjoyed this match. I thought this match was really great, actually. For me, this was my fa- easily my favorite thing on the show. Like you say, like this mm. was plans changing for the better. Uh, I really liked all the sleeper stuff at the start of like Randy Orton doing like the, you know, the sit out uh, of this, thinking that he was escaped and Riddle just instantly gets back into the sleeper and stuff. Like this felt like a motivated Orton and that in turn like really helped put over Riddle. The, the bigger problem with all of this comes is because this clearly was not the direction they were going because Sean's report um, was that the reason why Sheamus won the US title is because they wanted to continue the feud with Riddle. So that they put the title on Sheamus. So as a way to extend out the feud, right. And that kind of makes sense because, you know, we also got announced this week that it's Orton versus Braun. 
And so I've got a theory here. I've got I've got a bit of a theory. I've I've absolutely no evidence to back this up. But I, all I am doing is I am piecing things together based on reports that we've had, not just from WrestleMania, but also from last year. Last year, the big reports were Randy Orton wants to work with some of the new talents. Like he wants to work with Tommaso Ciampa in particular. Like there's some like an NXT guys that was like, you know, our own Louis Dangor was, you know, was on this. And there was a lot of other people corroborated this story as well. That Orton wants to work with new guys. He's kind of like a bit sick of just working with the same people and over again. He'd much rather work with some new talents. And the you follow that up with the report with the fiends, where they had no idea what the story was. The talent were told not what the end goal was because the writers and the creative didn't know what the end goal was. Um, and then they changed the finish of the match late in the, you know, on, on the weekend. So it was meant to be fiend wins and Orton takes time off. And that then got changed to Orton wins and stays on TV. So my theory is Orton didn't want to do the match last week either because that's ground he's already covered, you know, working with Drew and, you know, doesn't really want to work with Braun either because it's like, well, I've already done the WWE Championship picture. I'd much rather do something else. I think this is a Randy Orton demanded thing of like, look, I've done everything you've asked of me. I signed a new contract with you when I could have gone elsewhere. I did the Fiend thing and you gave me absolutely nothing for that. You kept giving me bad creative and I've, I've had a miserable time doing that feud. I don't want be doing this thing either i don't want to be working with braun i want to work with someone new i want to work with matt riddle and like you just like randy orton's i've been posting about it on twitter and like you can see him in this match he felt motivated he felt renewed and revigored this to me felt like this was a randy orton not demanded thing but certainly heavily requested thing of like scrap that i i want to do this mm. i think you could very well be onto something there yeah uh, it's a, it's a shame that, like you said, they made Riddle job to Lashley over ten minutes last week because it kind of exactly. undercuts everything. But, so the plan, yeah, the plan, plan was clearly for Riddle not to like get over off the feud mm. with Sheamus and then get and then so he can get a big win over Randy Orton here. Like that was never the plan because well, you know they were advertising Orton versus Braun. So I think this is yeah, it's just like Matt Riddle's the sorry, uh, Randy Orton's the one who's now changed the creative. Let's do something a bit more fun that I'll enjoy doing. Well, he certainly seemed motivated here. I thought he like you can tell when Randy wants to put over the guy, make make him look better. A lot of sleeper stuff early, which which makes me surprised that he pretended to not know who he was in the preceding promo. I, I thought that I didn't like that. I thought that was a bit uh, petty. But overall, yeah, Riddle caught Orton in a surprise roll up off the RKO to win. So sure. Let's see where it goes. It's hard to get excited about anything, even if the wrestlers are actively pitching for it backstage because nothing happens in this company on Raw. Oh, oh, I, oh I know where it goes. Um, Randy Orton's going to beat him next week on Raw, and then they'll, yeah. probably, just do a, then they'll probably do another rematch uh, the week after. A backlash. Uh, well, you know, arcade bro, come on. Give me something here, WWE. Uh, after that, Sheamus said backstage that he's not going to do the C Cena Open Challenge thing for the US title. He's going to forge his own legacy. Uh, then we got... Mm, okay. Let's just do all this in one bit. Uh, because <laughs> it, it sort of spread out over two segments. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler took on Naomi and Lana. Goes a few minutes. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke come out. Just looking like... 
everyone is so wooden in this. Like, I think the people involved now realize how, well, they've always probably known how bad it is, but they've, everyone's given up here. They point to the screen, hey, Naya, and they play not a clip to distract someone. They play like a video recap, which is just, it just makes no sense. Everyone looks rubbish. They do it three times. The first one when she hit her, the second one when she pushed her over, the third one when Naya slipped off the apron. So Naya storms after them, grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. Shayna, the only person who's actually a really good wrestler in all of this, that, that's unfair, but you know, she's the actual really exciting wrestler out of all of this. She takes the pin. Naya is left at the top of the ramp and she's like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. This was when we spoke about Autumn being motivated in the preceding segment. I know what a motivated Naya looks like. She can be very funny. She's got great facials. This was not it. Yeah, I I go by like Jax's Twitter outburst that she had over the weekend. I think she just wants to feud with Tamina and Natalia. And she is not bothered by any of this nonsense on Raw. And she's just sick and done with this now. Because she's not trying. She's really not. And like no one feels like they're putting in any effort into this. It's not making anyone look good. It's making Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke look really bad. Because they're coming out here to be like, oh, we're cool baby faces. But they're acting like dicks. And Lana and Naomi just like are still feuding with this. As uh, has been pointed out by uh, Sean over on Fightful, this is the 14th match between Lana and or Naomi against Shayna or Nia since September. The 14th match between them. <sighs> Friggin' hell, I'm sick and tired. And then Corey Graves, of all people, on commentary was like, well, Lana and Naomi need to take advantage of this situation they're in. I was like, what do you mean? They get this situation every couple of weeks. If they don't take advantage of it now, they'll just do it in a fortnight. And then, like, what do they gain from winning them? So they'll get another tag shot that they'll just lose next week, I'd imagine. Who cares and then when mandy rose and dana brooke came on stage i was just done with it these three teams continue to feud and i hate this show uh but it wasn't done there because i i tell i'll tell you where i think this is all going later on we get rose and brooke backstage sarah schreiber is interviewing them she just asks the worst questions which is do you think that was appropriate behavior out there like that's like school teachers speak. What the hell is that? How's that meant to get over the baby faces? And the baby faces run away as soon as Naya walks into shot. Awfully staged, by the way. It just so happens that everybody required for this story is going to walk into the same two meter area that's in shot right now. So Mandy and Dana run away. Shana then walks up to Naya and says, you better focus or else. So they're breaking up soon. Shana walks off. Then Angel Gaza, in a suit, walks in and says, I don't know what you see in her, Tanaya, which means they're going to get together because that's hilarious when men get together with Nia Jax. I'm doing mm -hmm. oh, what yeah. Vince McMahon thinks, not me. So, yeah, yeah. that's my prediction. Yeah. We're getting the latest. For It didn't work out with Reginald. Gaza's lying around backstage. Yeah, I completely know. forgot. I completely forgot about it as well. But you mentioned it in your review, Enzo. Like they did this storyline with mm -hmm. Enzo. They did it with Reginald. It didn't work with him. Yeah, we'll just—it's the—it's um, Vince McMahon's uh, the Eva Marie or the Emmelina gimmick. 
It's like, oh man, I will get this gimmick onto someone eventually. God damn it, I will do it eventually. And now I think this is like, god damn it, I will get this Nia Jax Data Man gimmick over on someone. It has to work with someone. Angel Garza's the latest attempt at it. And I guess it's because Charlie Caruso's now gone. Angel's storyline with her. Did, was that still going or did that get dropped? No, well? that was dropped a hundred years ago. <laughs> Plus, I don't know if Vince is just trying the same thing, you know, the definition of madness. Maybe he just doesn't remember. There could oh, be yeah, that as a, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a very good point. It could just be that. Uh, we got a pretty cool clip, uh, all in Puerto Rican, with Bad Bunny and Damien Priest, where they it was like a post-mania interview. I thought, I thought they both came across really well there. And then we got a Miz TV segment. Miz is out with Maurice. No John Morrison. Not a mention of John Morrison. Not even to serve the story where it seemed like they were breaking them up too. Um, Priest comes out, interrupts them. I thought he came across quite lame just with the script they gave him. But he looked very good in the match. And he got his win back. Great. Like, it's just like, like, Priest, yeah, you're right. They gave him some bad material. Because there's that moment when, like, he drinks the champagne and he's like, oh, your champagne is garbage. I'm like, and? Like, oh, so... I can relate to this man on screen <laughs> who knows what champagne tastes like. That's what I thought. I was like, this oh, yeah, tough cool. guy. <laughs> and, like, yeah, a lot of this does feel like, God, Bad Bunny's great, isn't he? God, his tour sold out. I'm pretty sure we had a hand in that. I'm pretty sure that we're the uh, the reason why the tour sold out. And then, like, when Miz and Marisa cut in this promo, and, like, it's just to there to put over their TV show that no one watches, like, Damien Priest comes out, and Byron Saxton says, Damien Priest has a score to settle with the Miz. I'm like, no, he doesn't, Byron. He beats him at WrestleMania. Like, we've already seen him settle the score. When people are like, what do you mean that like nothing matters? This is what I mean by nothing matters. He literally beat him. He beat him back in October as well, uh, sorry, back in February when he debuted. But they still have to pretend like, oh, well, you, as long as you only remember the previous week, he did settle a score this week. Well, speaking of repetitive things that get us nowhere, Elias took on Kofi Kingston next. They had a match, and Elias won clean. Yep, I've got three notes here. Woods plays Austin's music on the bass. Elias wins 50-50 booking. This is just... I, it, it's a lesson I keep learning over and over again, but it's always the same amount of depressing. And that is... If WWE or Vince McMahon don't see anything in you at the start, they can even push you like Kofi to to an extent where you know it's fan service. Back at WrestleMania 34, am I doing? Mm. Am I, is that the right one? Also, yes. Okay, Puerto Rican isn't Spanish. I can see you in the chat. Well, they yeah, spoke well, you said, Spanish. Yeah, Puerto Rican isn't a language. Uh, I think yes. it's every word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this company doesn't see anything in Kofi. It doesn't see anything in Dijakovic. It doesn't see anything in Keith Lee. So screw us for getting excited about these people, right? Kofi Menu was booked in spite of us. Like, you know, we we sort of got that. Like, it was because the, the fans got behind Kofi. They were like, oh, okay, well, fine. Well, we will do Kofi Mania then, but I'm not going to treat him like a champion. Then he's just going to lose the belt, and then, then he's just back to the tag team. Because they never believed in him as a WWE champion. Never believed in him at that top level. Treated him like a chump, and now he's just 
a lad. And they've never seen him like that. So like all of that belief, all of that goodwill that we we had, just what was the point of it all? Because they just sort of like, and then you have the people like the staunch defenders would be like, they gave you Kofi and you still complained. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. they gave us crap. Like they gave us Kofi as the C plot of his own show. And, and we're supposed to like, just like that, I guess, because he's mm -hmm. the champion. After that, we got Alexa Bliss's playground. I thought this was pretty good, actually. They put in Lily, Lily, her little puppet. She was sort of photoshopped into old childhood photos of Bliss. And Lily used to make Bliss hurt people, other children, because she didn't like them. And now she doesn't like any of the Raw Women's roster. But I thought it was the fiend that made her bad. Like the fiend let the evil, like the by siding with the fiend. She said this last week, right? By siding mm. with the fiend, she let the evil in. But now the evil is it like through Lily, so who, she doesn't need the fiend anymore. But this promo is telling yeah. us that she always had the evil because the evil was with her since she was a child because she broke a girl's arm because Lily made her do it. Like you know, sort of like a play on the, the Chucky thing, right? So. I just, they just make it up as they go along. Doesn't really matter. I'm not that asked about it. I think the Lily doll is quite cool. And I think the little biting thing it does, although is it alive? Are we supposed to think it's alive? Um, is pretty good. But like this whole Lily stuff would have made so much more sense if it had been introduced during the Fiend thing. Like when she first sided with the Fiend and she got her own puppet. And that puppet was Lily because she wanted to introduce something into the Firefly Funhouse. And so you could have had it there as Chekhov's gun. And now this is starting to pay off. But it's not. It's been introduced after the feud is done. And we're just supposed to pretend now that it's been there all along. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Nia Jack stuff backstage. Then we got Drew... Um, Braun taking on Slap, not Slapjack, T-Bar and Mace. Uh, then we got Damien Priest versus The Miz. So that actually happened here. I've already forgotten. Then well, we yeah, got Sheamus. Sorry, when he won, they said, what a big time win for Damien Priest. Yeah. I was like, bigger than when he beat him in February. Bigger than when he beat him at WrestleMania. <laughs> it's not that big time, is it? Then we got Sheamus coming out. I read this was one of the better things on the show. After saying that he wouldn't do the US Open Challenge, he was like, I'm going to be a fighting champion. And he was in full, like, full gangs of new Sheamus. And it was like, come on, anyone come out here. Open Challenge every week. Umberto Carrillo comes out and he attacks him before the bell, beats the crap out of him, keeps his suspenders on, brogue kick. So, yeah, he's doing the heel shtick of just beating people up before... Yeah. Uh, before they can actually have the fight, which, you know, I'm really in for. I fully expect it to be dropped in a week. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, but, you know, there was never any plan for Seamus uh, by the looks of things after he won the belt. I did say, like, when they were going to put it on, it was like, what would be the point? But however, if if Seamus's gimmick is just going to be to have cool segments where he beats up people or he has the best matches on TV, I'm totally fine with that. I'm absolutely yeah. cool with that because he's great at the moment. And then our main event was Asuka versus Charlotte. Rhea Ripley had come out of ringside to watch on. They had a pretty intense back and forth at the start. It built to Charlotte getting the figure eight locked in, but Rhea sort of cuffed Flair's arms away like a cat. Hated that finish. Hated this finish. Uh, which let Asuka roll up Charlotte. Hey, Asuka beat Charlotte in a main event of Raw. 
And Charlotte was so annoyed. Charlotte was so annoyed. She beat up a referee, which isn't done that often in WWE. A beatdown angle like that of a referee is is a big deal. But for for some reason, it doesn't. You know, they've announced since that they've suspended her, fined her a hundred thousand dollars, all kayfabe. But it's like, yeah, I feel like that should be bigger. Why Mm. weren't more people trying to stop her? Why weren't Asuka and Rhea trying to stop her? Well, they don't care. The referees were trying to stop her. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't like this finish because I just think it makes Asuka look like a bit of a champ. Asuka lost the match, re- like realistically, because Charlotte locked in the figure eight. Asuka wasn't getting out of that. Like Charlotte had this match won, and then Rhea Ripley interfered on Asuka's behalf. So, like, we are now building a feud between Asuka and Rhea Ripley, where Asuka is the third wheel. It's actually oh, yeah. just a feud between Ripley and Charlotte Flair, and I don't like that. No, no, no. Rhea Ripley is also the third wheel here. <laughs> there's yeah, there's only right. one woo. Wheel doesn't work, but a wheel of woo. And that is Charlotte. I fully expect it to be a three-way at WrestleMania. There's backlash. And I think Charlotte's going to... Mm. And that and they can be like what no you're suspended you shouldn't be here and then probably find her another hundred thousand or something you think they took that you think they took flair off tv for just a week after returning for a week you know you yeah. so you think they're gonna take her off for that long oh yeah no. Uh, yeah. Well, in which case then why say suspended indefinitely you may as well have just said suspended for a week but that that suspended for a week is nothing well, yeah, but, <laughs> but if you suspend someone indefinitely, then bring them back after a week, that also means nothing. You're suspended until the next show. You. <laughs> yeah, overall, you know, it was a crap episode. Very crap. Uh, but mm. compared to recent times, it's it was not as crap. So yeah. just, a, just a goddamn awful, awful show. I hate it. Two out of five. Mm. Yep, I, I agree. Two out of five show for me because it was better than last week. It was better than the week before, but it was still a bad show. Uh, looks like everyone's in agreement with us. 43% oh. on the community poll also thought it was a two out of five show um, with Rawful uh, getting 27%. That's one out of five. And Avroge getting 25% of the vote. That's three out of five. I would say there was quite a, like a vocal push in the comments to be like that people were being too harsh on this show because it was bang average. It should have got a three out of five and people were being too harsh by giving it a two out of five show i sure those yeah i don't think so uh But yes, let's do our Pledge Hammer shout-outs. We'll read out all of your hyper chats very shortly. Get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. But before our Pledge Hammers, what can they enjoy if they sign up this week, Luke? Oh, well, tomorrow, Adam uh, Blompier and I are going to be recording our review of Backlash 2000, voted for in the Patreon poll. I have been wanting to review this show since we started WrestleTalk Extra four or five years ago, so I'm super, super excited about it. Also, going through the Wrestling Observer newsletter, there is an article in there, there's a piece by Dave Meltzer in there about, like, oh, WWE are looking to sign this uh, this small lad uh, called Brock Lesnar. Like it was on, like on on the week that like Backlash aired, it would be like, oh yeah, there's this guy called Brock Lesnar, who's an NCAA champion, he's a really impressive, like athletic guy. WWE are looking to sign him. So yeah, so it was like a really, really interesting time to look at. 
well, go over to Patreon and sign up there, and you'll get that this week, I believe. Uh, next week, if yes. not this week. And $25 a month or more backers also get a wrestling name and a shout-out in our Hall of Fame here. Thank you. Jordan, don't you dare call me Mountain, June. Always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. Angelic and hello, Macedo. Is that Puerto Rican? Uh, say it, say it to my face, Riley Finlayson. This is some kind of Patreon shout-out. Nate drops surname. Still relevant. Peter Fiber Brontus. Chris Hellfire Brimstone. Ari and Shefra or Shefra, the booze awaits. Jonathan, the headmaster, headman. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. Living in the past, Kieran Pryor. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 20th of April 2021, Raul, see you later, Lever. Thank you, everybody, ever so much. Let's get into these hyper chats. Peter Mullins, watching SRS today, him and Denise had zero super chats about Raw. People talked about Jake Paul, Askren, EastEnders joking about how crap WWE is. What? Days of our lives. They had to force Raw talk. We've hit the worst possible reaction. No one cares anymore. Uh, Sean's final thought about Raw was, it'll go from 1.5 million to just me, Denise, Luke and Ollie watching to review it for the rest of you. I'm beginning to agree with him. Me and the lads just watch the reviews of the shows now. Much love to you all. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, like Sean's <laughs> big theory is that it's just going to be the four of us left doing the reviews. Like everyone else is just going to give up on it. Yeah, we're, we're, the, we're the string quartet on the Titanic. <laughs> Black Adam. New GOP, Republican, Charlotte, has go-away heat with me. Also, is it just me or does she have a new face every time she's on TV? The Alexa stuff is complete S-word. I don't know if it's because I'm too old, I even play Kingdom Hearts still, and I can't watch this. Uh, Nicholas Lama, remember when Dominic Dijakovic was having bangers with Keith Lee and NXT? T-Bar members. Vince doesn't, probably didn't know his name used to be Dominic. No, of course he didn't. Course you need doesn't. a cool name. Like T-Bar. Uh, Giacomo Svaghelio. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's not even slightly your name. Uh, Orton beat The Fiend at Mania because he was going to have a number one contenders match, which he lost. He then went on to lose to Riddle, who lost at Mania. Thanks for coming, Fiend. Also, <laughs> it wasn't some kind of Dio Madden. It was a Dio Madden-like wrestler. Important oh, distinction. Leon Quashi, if I was trying to introduce new wrestlers, new viewers, sorry, to wrestling, and for some reason got the TV stuck on Raw, I'd get laughed at. Great drunk viewing material, though. Also, magnificent foreheads on display, five heads. I'll tell you great drunk viewing material. Thunder Force on Netflix, starring Melissa McCarthy. That is a bag of crap, but it was fun. <laughs> did, you enjoy uh, Brendan... it more or... did you enjoy it more than Godzilla vs. Kong? Uh, honestly, Jason Bateman in it is very funny. <laughs> can't believe Screw you it, didn't yes. like it, man. I can't believe you didn't like it. 
I watched Promising Young Woman last night. Hot <gasps> damn movie of the year. Fantastic. I cannot wait. Watching that this weekend. Very good. I cannot wait. Very good. Brendan Harris. Mad respect to the little girl Alexa pushed off the swing. She saved her ice cream despite breaking her <laughs> arm. <laughs> also didn't know this is what they meant by Naya being an irresistible force. Good on you, Naya. Get that D. Uh, yeah. Dean Barretton, I totally understand the Omos situation. It was probably all the 450s and rope walking he did. I agree with Arcade Bro team, though. Be a nice dynamic and help Riddle. I'm really enjoying the best of 90 series between the teams in the women's division. <laughs> Seven oh. stars. Oh, I'm so, I'm, and next week, I know I'm going to have to see those bloody teams have another match that goes three minutes. And it's only three minutes. Mm -hmm. It really shouldn't bothers me as much as it does. Yeah. I'll hot tag in, though. Uh, George, uh, George George Todd said, I cried when Bianca won at Mania. My partner who was with me at the time got annoyed as I didn't cry when she dumped me last year. My response was, I've been dumped many times. This is a first. <laughs> Mactive247, do you guys, um, uh, do you think maybe they're giving us this bull S word because they're waiting for fans to return? Also, uh, you guys are the Baldy Twins now. I appreciate you both, Mr. Luke uh, the Duke and Mr. Davis the Outrageous. Uh, no, they think this is a good show, Mactive. They genuinely think this. they're putting on a good show that you should watch and enjoy. Uh, I think Shaw, they're just lazy. I don't think they care. Hmm. Matt Shaw, given that there are no stars to put new talent over anymore, how long does it take to turn the product around if they, intend, if they ever intend or want to? How long does it take to turn? Years. Like Paul Heyman was doing the turning the product around by focusing and building on new stars. They gave him six, nine months, and it didn't happen fast enough. So they got rid of him. But I think they he, he was doing something there. So, you know, two years, really, you need to rebuild this show. Mm -hmm. um, and really, at the end of the day, it's not about building new stars. WWE is the star. Like, you put WWE on the marquee, people buy the tickets. And I think that's what they're still relying on. We'll see how long that can last for. Uh, James Hanley, Thunderdome is bad for WWE. It's a great idea and it uh, looks really cool, but it finally gives Vince control over crowd response. With crowds being told whom to cheer and boo, it only creates a creative echo chamber and it amplifies the company's worst tendencies. You can do a series on Patreon where you review old episodes of Raw and SmackDown, kind of like how you're, going, how you're doing with the monthly retro pay-per-view reviews. That'd be very difficult to keep up. We, do, we don't have the time right now. We'd love to particularly some of those old roars. Uh, with the Thunderdome, the Thunderdome is 100% positive for WWE compared to the Performance Center shows. There's no argument about that. It was a genuine ratings draw. But yes, yeah. Thunderdome versus actual fans, of course actual fans are better. Can, can someone confirm if this is true? Planet's Dan ASMR said, in a recent episode of EastEnders, there was a scene where a character said, this is better than watching WWE. I said, yes, it is. Even they know. I can't help but hope the writer put it there on the purpose. Is that wow. true? I, d I, d I mean, so someone tell us. EastEnders. And apparently that last super chat as well about the patron thing was by Ket. I wasn't uh, sorry about that. EastEnders WWE. Yeah, Digital Spy uh, has EastEnders reference WWE. One second. Wow. This is a Digital Spy. Um, EastEnders Sonia Fowler returned to Walford with a thud on Friday night's episode, and she saved Tiffany and Dottie from an angry punt named Greg. 
uh, Tiffany and Dottie have been carrying it. Maybe they like had an actual fight that said, this is better than watching WWE. Um, uh... Things got even darker when Greg told the woman, we're going to have to find another way for you to pay me. And then they didn't have any money. But then in a WWE surprise return, Sonya made her grand return in a sneak peek. Yeah, they're back and forth. Then causes Dottie to explain, this is better than watching WWE. So not like anything is better it's... than watching WWE. Yeah. Well, they're saying, yeah, like, they're saying the thing I am currently looking at is like watching WWE. Mm-hmm. Or it's like it's better than WWE. Okay. Uh, Bacon Ration said, hi, lads. Uh, here's one for you. Who can name the most superstars on the Raw brand who have not had a match on Raw since Mania, e.g. AJ Omos Ricochet? What another terrible Raw going by. WrestleTalk and fight for reviews. This will not change. Hashtag NXT review. Yeah. Um, I guess Bobby Lashley wrestled last week. Fiend appeared. Can't think of, or Keith Lee's the one for me. Yeah. Uh, Umberto Carrillo technically hasn't had a match. Uh, Grand Metalik and uh, the other one of them, the Lucha House Party, have not had a match on Kalista the Raw. got released. Uh, oh my God. Uh, Lindsay Dorado. <laughs> Lindsay Dorado, thank you. <laughs> Genuinely could not remember what his name was then. Um, Gabe Teal. Hi, guys. What would be one major change you would make uh, to fix Raw? I used to believe making Raw two hours would help the show, but to be honest, they don't even have enough compelling storylines to fill two hours. The show sucks. No, but that that's seriously the first thing I would do. Oh, two yeah. hours. It's, it, it's worse. It's so much worse with three hours. Sometimes you look at what was on the show and you're like, ah, that would be a two out of five, two-hour show. But actually stretched over three hours and they haven't got enough ideas to fill it week to week. It, it sucks. It's, and it's just destroying crushes my fandom of wrestling honestly it's been like this for seven years i hate it hate it hate it uh bezo banks please move naomi to smackdown let her be with sasha and bianca i'm tired of them wasting when she's organically over with everyone without even trying and is seriously good in the ring you have all the talent back there and do diddly dick with them bs wouldn't change a thing just like we said with all the other wrestlers they don't see anything in her doesn't matter where they put her, they're never going to push her properly. James Hanley, the horrifying thing is that it's probably going to get worse. Vince's narcissism is WWE's narcissism. Neither take responsibility for their faults or acknowledge past failings. Both op- openly mock others' mistakes while trying to bury their own history. Brian K002, do you think that Sasha Banks is one of the best in-ring performers today and a potential icon? Reminds me of Eddie and Shawn Michaels. Uh, also, look at, look at Jack, man. Um, that's a nice callback. Uh, yeah, Sasha's great, like incredible. Yeah, yeah, I did. She's, she's great, but she's not one of the best in ring performers today, I would say. Eric she's August, hi guys. Uh, first time hyper chatter here. I think WWE absolutely had to make budget cuts. I mean, what other way is there to pay for Jake Paul for his on screen victory celebration after Logan's mania appearance than using employee salaries? Jake Paul wins LOL. I don't really know what this whole thing is, I'll be honest with you. I know that, like, did Jake Paul have a boxing match? Was that this weekend? Was yes, that over the weekend. Is his name Jake? Yes, and he is won. His name Jake? Okay, and he won. Okay. Yes. Uh, was it, a, was uh, it a big win? No, Logan Paul. Logan Paul was on. Was it a big yeah, it boxing ball. thing? Oh yeah, it was Didn't huge. It like one point five million buys. Yes, oh, okay, it did. good. Good for that. No, it was. It's. It's a weird. Uh, oh, I thought it was the same Paul brother. Jake boxed. Logan was on Mania. Okay, well, still did a lot of buys on pay per view. Way more than Mania. <laughs> oh, yeah, 
way more than we would do if we did it. Um, do you want me to hot tag back? Yes. BRP Entertainment, did you guys see Mox versus Barnett on Bloodsport? That match was incredible. Definitely check it out if you have time. It's brutal. Might take your mind off of this trash. Good day, gents. All the best. Yeah, I'm going to watch that soon. I sort of took a break from wrestling at the end of last yeah. week. It was a long, old week. Oh, uh, poet the poet. Taking, taking Friday to Monday off of wrestling. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought it would sit, like make me really invigorated for watch this episode of Raw, and it didn't really help. Poet the poet's poet. In semi-related news, there's a fair chance that my unborn child was conceived with your two <laughs> lovely voices acting as ambiance. Do with this information what you will. Thanks. Congratulations, poet the mm. poet's poet. Do many people make love to us? Talking about wrestling? I, do. I know I do. LJ Mickey. Hello, Mr. Davis and Lou Cohen. If you would create a wrestling super league, topical, that's a sports reference with 10 to 15 absolute best wrestlers on the planet that have matches only with each other, who would you pick? Thanks for the content. Jam that jam. We won't do a full 15, but obviously Kenny Omega, Akada, Young Bucks, Keith Lee. Yeah, Roman Reigns. Roman John Reigns. Cena. Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's quite a lot of people that you could pick in there. Uh, but uh, although, I mean, really, I wouldn't because you've just got 15 guys that are going to have the same matches every single week. And that sounds like a terrible thing to watch. But the money, Charles Berg. Instead of Raw, let's talk about my job. I take care of dogs. Not to brag, but I make a nice living from it. I specialize in making nervous dogs feel safe and brave. I have a new nervous guy named Mouse who's now feeling brave. Is Mouse a good boy? Yes, he is. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> good Good on you, Charles. Uh, Gareth Chesney, I haven't watched wrestling for a long time, but keep in touch at a safe distance through your channels. I love the miserable WWE fan existence through you, so thank you. Also, Ollie, are you cosplaying as a Harry Potter character? Hashtag Lord, Lord Voldemort. Thank you. The Zornis, Edwin Pacino, asked us to say thank you, Luke, for the Macho Man clip. You're very welcome. It was so much fun to put together. Love it. And finally, for now, Zachary Jenkins. Mr. Davis, you summed it up perfectly in your review. This show is only made for one person, and that's very sad. Also, Luke, I saw Godzilla vs. Kong, and I'm convinced they are the MonsterVerse. Hashtag DIY. Well, they are the MonsterVerse. It's the, it's the culmination of the MonsterVerse, if anything. It's, that's it. Now it's basically done. When I say it's a short outro, I'm basically going to be here to tell you to download our other podcasts um, and listen to the AEW review on Thursday, the uh, the NXT review on Wednesday, that's tomorrow, um, and the magazine show with Adam and Denise again, which will be out on a Ooh. Friday. It'll be out on a Friday this time because Pete and Adam didn't release it on Friday uh, last week, even though I'd explicitly told them to do so. Um, but yeah, they'll do it this week. They promised me they will do uh, but anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.